Hi, this is Claire and the Art of Life and this is a, a living voice sharing of truth around what we can do right now, how we can unravel the mess that we're in, essentially. Um, I've just got some, some strong urge to express um, having spoken to a variety of, of very particular kinds of people in the past few days in particular and are around the the unveiling that is going, the revelation that's going on, the revealing of truth that is going on in myriad areas of life, innumerable areas of life, um, particularly for people who are who are perhaps most steeped and invested in the agenda and the hoax like most wanting it to be real because they've been supporting it and reacting to it and acting within that paradigm for however however many months or even years. Yeah, it's the deeper we we step into the agenda, the deeper immersed the mainstream consciousness or the collective conscious is in going in that direction and supporting the systems and structures that are taking us in that direction, the deeper we get into it in that sense, in the into the distortion of it, the more shocking it is to understand that it is a, a distortion and that the truth is almost perfectly an exact mirror image of what was being presented as being true. It's almost entirely the opposite of that. So yeah, the the shock of my personal shock at really understanding the level of conspiring that has been going on in the world and the the sinister like the the depth of the sinister nature of it absolutely made me sick to the core, like shocked me to my core, shook me up to my core um, and sort of jiggled things around and got them to sit back down like an internal earthquake in my mind, body, spirit of really acknowledging that my gut instinct about what has been going on in the world was absolutely fucking spot on, spot on. And really that's all we can trust is what fits with not a perverted, distorted idea that's all tangled up in emotion of what's going on in the world and like, great, that conspiracy theory fits with that tick, tick, tick. But going deep into our body, what resonates with what is right? How does our emotion link up with knowing what's wrong and needing to call it out, feeling called like in every fibre of our being towards speaking truth, speaking out in certain situations, in certain contexts, contributing in a vibrant, living, colourful dialogue into conversations that are trying to shut it down, trying to, um, trying to, what's the word, like, uh, tape together the house of cards so that you can't pull it apart, <laughs> we, even though it's toppling and toppling and toppling around us. Um, our power as individuals to effect change ultimately is infinite. 
I don't use that word lightly. I really mean with a capital I, infinite, infinito. There is no end to how we can put our positive influence into the world and our positive action, our co-creation is a divine, intelligent power. It is a real thing. It's something that ripples and ripples, not in a um, gross waves on water, heaviness of water kind of a way, but in profoundly subtle quantum ways that the reverberations of one person speaking one word of truth, one living man or one living woman or a young living man or a young living woman speaking one word of truth perfectly aligned with their heart, their womb, their testes, their scrotum, their pelvis, one resonating word, one bell ringing out in the world has the power to switch the whole world on, to activate the whole world. And that's the nature of people in the past whose histories have been so confused and so perverted and so misinterpreted and coloured and distorted by people keen, so keen, to pass those words on that they said and pass those ideas and pass the magic of what they said on in the world, Christianity, Buddhism. Christianity and Buddhism, like these words are oxymorons. The, the person was there, the, the living man was there. And they lived a living life. They lived a lived life. But the moment in which a word gets put down and passed on, that's not the same thing as the vibration of that word that came from that man's throat in that context, in that exact place at that exact time to the people that he was surrounded by. And that unfortunately cannot be transmitted, maybe can be transmitted by a sacred scroll in his own hand, in a particular script, handwriting. No, perhaps Christ's or Buddha's handwriting would transmit something immensely powerful to us in the same way that Van Gogh's paintings and Frida Kahlo's paintings uh, transmit something directly to us through the colour, through the the essence, like through the, the fact that we can see the, the actual brush stroke that they made, the uniqueness of it, the colour of it, the vitality of it is exuded by the thing almost in the same way that a person exudes energy and a painting can pass down through time in that way and great paintings have passed down but there's something about how we've got really entangled in written word and in dead writing in recent years and decades and centuries and the moment in which we look to the the stagnant written word and the typed word which is very different than a written word and the pixelated typed word which again is more and more different there is no combination of words and letters in Roman typeface that is going to transmit the energy of a living man vibrating in his throat, of a living woman vibrating with truth from her womb, fully aligned, fully awakened, fully alive, up through her heart and throat. There is no word that I'm writing down that will have the same value and energy and power to activate that my throat has 
when I'm acting on the call to act from the whole, from the whole being. So again, coming back to what I started speaking about at the beginning of this voice sharing, you know, what can we do in this moment? What can we do? Um, there's a lot of people running around like headless chickens. There's a lot of people in denial. There's a lot of people who are getting ill and one alternative treatment now, even though they up until now they've been following the mainstream narrative about health. So there's a lot of um, agitated, up in the air, chaotic energy about. And that's that's right. It's right that there should be that energy about because it is uh, a chaotic situation and it has or been orchestrated to be a chaotic situation. That's one of the ways in which people are manipulable through the fact that they're panicking and desperate and afraid and willing to grasp at the first thing that becomes visible to them, which will be through the mainstream. It, it won't be through another channel. The mainstream is the thing that's in your face, in front of you, much more often than the truth. And the mainstream is entirely 1000% manipulated towards this agenda, which is not towards life. Just very, very much the opposite of what life is and can be. So it's fine to be afraid, it's fine to panic, it absolutely is, it's natural, but there should be a period in which you give yourself time to be afraid and panic and flap and then you act, not from the panic, not from the flapping, not from the fear, but from knowing that the truth is out there. It's a lovely solid thing, the truth. It's, it's kind of a bit of a big holy slap to your face and kick up your arse, but it is, it is there. It's a lovely solid thing that you, not a solid thing to grasp onto, but it's a solid thing to rest into and to be assured by that there is solid ground somewhere and as, as horrible as it might initially seem, it might seem all jaggy rocks and thorns, but there is a very solid ground there that once you understand what's really going on in the world, you can then act appropriately. When you don't understand what's going on in the world, when you've got a very distorted view of it that in fact looks like the opposite of what it is, then any action we take is going to be distorted. It can't, by, by default, it can't be in the right direction if we're looking at a false projection of what's happening. And especially that false projection is around a, a VIRUS and a, a jib jab that is supposedly going to save the day. And our government's being on the side of health and there not being a depopulation agenda. So, uncovering truth, yeah. <laughs> like, where, where do you begin? Where do you begin? And I really feel for people who are coming to this late in the game and not just the shock of understanding that something very, very, very untoward is going on, which you'd have to not even have a pulse to have not had some kind of an inkling about that from the beginning. But the, the, the meeting of that feeling of what isn't going on with understanding what isn't going on that's right, that's a really important sort of 
means of guiding, like there's something that's disjointed, something distorted inside of us, something that's inverted inside of, inside of us. And how do we put it back up the right way? How do we reconnect our heart and our mind? How do we reconnect our womb, our heart and our mind or our pelvis and our heart and our mind? How do we reawaken our vagus nerve and understand that we are programming our body through our will? We are programming our body. If our will isn't engaged in programming our body positively and building a vibrant, happy, lifeful container of sacred vitality, then we're, we're having something distorted and manipulative step down into us and interfere in our mind and between us and our will and between us and our inalienable rights and stop us from just naturally doing that. That is what we would naturally be doing if we were in the world and didn't have all this interference. So the way we can navigate back towards wholeness is listening to like, what are my mind and my heart in friction on? Like just bring awareness into it. We don't even have to like argue it out or do a list of pros and cons or or like um beat one aspect down the important thing is simply allowing the two to communicate with each other in a way that they haven't been doing because we have some sort of perverse logic lodged in there like a splinter lodged in there like a skelf stopping the information from traveling up and down it's like women's relationships with their womb the majority of of women have been programmed over their life that the womb is in the womb is inherently problematic that it's almost like this it's like your fucking appendix or something and that whole you know there's a whole alternative story too to the appendix so like don't get your appendix yanked out um yeah look into that um yeah this idea that the the womb you know the best thing for it at the end of the day is is like burn it here cut it there tweak it there put metal things inside it to guard the gates of your fertility um, introduce artificial hormones that are going to fuck you over royally and fuck you upside down and and mess around with your whole system but essentially it's a lot a lot of shit is focused on the womb as it's inherently problematic inherently faulty and it needs to be interfered with consistently this is a bit like the the relationship between the head and the heart and it's a very literal biological thing too because the vagus nerve which is a direct line between heart and womb uh, sorry head and womb brain and womb means that we have this absolute ability to whatever's going on in our minds will manifest in the womb whatever's going on in our collective conscious will manifest in our womb similarly the more we're detached from our heart, the more we aren't listening to it, just like if we don't listen to our womb, the more it will manifest symptoms, the more it will say, um, raise its voice or or speak um, more emotionally to us. And that might even manifest in a physical disease in our heart or at least extreme anxiety or a whole issue with our um, nervous system, with our circulation, etc etc the whole body is a living organism one living organism and wherever the vital force is being interfered with blocked wherever the vital intelligence and the divine intelligence in our body mind spirit is being interfered with there will be 
something that we need to pull out, a scalp we need to pull out, or a weed we need to pull out, or a block in the road that we need to pull out, something that's blocking the water and stagnating it in the river. Um, and yeah, I just wanna I just wanna speak to how how simple, if not easy, it, how simple, how effortless the the opening up of this wisdom and this embodied knowing is how vital and important it is and how once you start to understand how much conventional logic conventional medicine conventional approach to to health and in inverted commas with a small h conventional uh, approach to organizing people and controlling people how perverse that is how how much it goes against nature just being aware of that helps you to step more into nature and into power and into vitality. And to me, in my own life and work, in my, my 47 and a half years, there is nothing more precious than health because health, good health, allows everything to, to unfold divinely. That's all there is to it. But our understanding of health has been so so inverted that we've literally got this concept of our body being inherently problematic, the environment being inherently problematic, the only solution being perpetual striving, interference and flinging of pills and chemicals and bleaches and hand washes at it. When really, when we when we let go of all of the interference and undo the damage of the interference before we don't just open up like a nice healthy body that has an ability to run up a hill um, express itself emotionally and psychologically really effortlessly and happily and have good relationship with things that go on around us we literally it's like dropping a <laughs> dropping a a magic positive quantum bomb a creativity bomb in the center of the universe and having it reverberate out i don't know some visual from a an animated film somewhere of just but not a nuclear bomb like the opposite of a nuclear bomb something room like some beautiful big planet transforming um healing force that radiates out from one person we hold that vitality in us we have that vitality in us and that's the only solution. There is only one solution. The solution is our health and our vitality and our sanity that returns with our health and our vitality. It's very hard to maintain a level of sanity and to keep from being dragged into extreme distortion and cognitive dissonance with the rest of the folks that are being manipulated into cognitive dissonance. It's very hard to resist that when we're when we have a very low level of vitality, when we have myriad symptoms, when we have extremely painful or inflamed womb, joints, brain, heart, blood vessels, knees, hips, feet, ankles, whatever. Um, the majority of, of people that I know have always been suffering some sort of extreme symptoms of some degree. You know, whether they're completely disabling, 
or whether they're limiting them from being able to really go out in life and really express themselves physically. Um, it, it has been so normalised, so normalised, that we should all be lethargic and a bit depressed and a bit cynical and um, just not have the energy or space in our minds to look at things. So when the truth does present itself, it seems like an impossible mountain to climb. Seems like we've got a teaspoon and we've got to move a mountain with a teaspoon. Teaspoon by teaspoon. But really, that's again part of our conditioning about how difficult it is to turn the ship. The ship's already turned just by you intending it. That's all. It's already turned. There is no issue. It's effortless. And every ounce of energy that we release from being intention and in inversion has multiple fold release of energy within us. It's like moving out of the mainstream, um, a role in the world where you get paid well, pay your mortgage, go to the supermarket um, and put your blood equity and sweat equity, blood, sweat and tears equity into some role in an office or a factory or a business or a, the conventional corporate structure when you when you just take this tiniest step and acknowledge that that isn't working for you that it's making you sick that it's not fulfilling your spirit and not making you feel joyous to leap out of bed every morning when you take the tiniest little step just the intention in your in one's mind and will to move away from that instantly the whole universe shifts with you the whole planet shifts with you the whole of human consciousness shifts with you and the important thing, the most important thing is that suddenly you have access to all this energy that's been sitting waiting for you to access it. All this serendipity that's been waiting for you to align with it. Moving from conventional inverted health, inverted power, distorted power into your natural freedom is... Is such a profound opposite of what you expect it to be from inside the system and inside the the house of cards the structures the systems that limit us and tell us that we need to be striving and want us to sit down and shut up and eat our cornflakes and keep grinding and pushing that have convinced that that convinced us that that's normal and that's the best thing for us it's the only way the only way we can um survive and subsist in this really harsh world it's a real shock to step out of that sheep pen and find that no there aren't gangs of wolves wolves and things biting at our ankles and snakes snapping at our faces and Elephants to going to trample us and storms and disasters that we actually find that there's a, a pleasant meadow that we can actually lie down in and rest and that all the plants that we need for our medicine are all around us, just under our feet, calling to us, talking to us, telling us to come and use them when we need them. That there's trees to build a house with, 
that, that there's a cave that can be used as shelter in a storm. I, I absolutely understand the fear. It's a it's a very it's a natural fear that we should have of the unknown. It's a natural fear that we should have of things that we don't understand yet, or things that seems too big and too complicated to understand. But it is our duty in this lifetime. We're given a whole lifetime. Not all of us are given a huge long life lifetime that we've all experienced. Not all of us are given that. But the fact that we've been here maybe for some decades. The fact that we've had all these dawns and tramontos, um, dawns and the opposite of dawns, the other one at the other end, um, <laughs> of the night, of the day, <laughs> sun going down, sunsets. Um, the fact that we've had so many of these and we've used them to strive and suffer rather than to expand and to question reality. You know, I'd love to go into some bullet points and say, you know, to fix everything, the solution is this, this and this. But but really, I think it's it is it is subtle and complex. And. It is our responsibility, our will and our life and our responsibility and our doveri, our duty. Our our karma, our dharma, our life purpose to question deeply, to question everything deeply not out of cynicism or paranoia, out of lifefulness, <laughs> lifefulness, inquisitiveness, natural, natural curiosity. So fucking important. It's not about attacking and taking down everything and being in conflict and being in polemic with the world. It's about understanding because we're given this whole life, all this time and energy and thinking and tools in our brain and our conscious and our will and our vitality in order to understand the nature of what's going on. And it's no accident that we're here right now in this moment at the turning of the tide and the absolute shifting in understanding of, of what we thought was going on in the world and what is actually going on in the world and the universe. So, yeah, I mean, I could sit and write bullet points about about, you know, looking here, go to this website, listen to this doctor. But really, I, in my own freedom, in my own path, have always found that the truth is a dynamic force of life. And as soon as the, the truth starts getting nailed down, it starts becoming stagnant and it, it effectively, by default, becomes less truthful. The truth is the core of ourselves expressing itself through our vitality and beauty and power and colour. All our biodiversity, all our bell ringing tones coming from the core of ourself up through an aligned mind, body, spirit and out into the world. All of these bells ringing in unison and harmony. That can't be explained in bullet points. But a general, a general guide might be that you need to unhook yourself from the matrix. You need to absolute, like, primary, primary point of action right now is unplugging yourself from the mainstream. Not using it as a navigation point, not giving it power or authority over your will. 
and instead asking wider questions, not getting overwhelmed with a billion questions that you can't answer and just weighing yourself down with the weight of the world and what's going on and the, the nature of the distortion, the nature of the of the collusion against you and against life. But just using some sort of crowbar of your will to gently, gently, intelligent use of leverage, just to pull apart the tight, the rigid bars that have been put around you, pull apart the rigidity of the ideas that are keeping you still, pull apart the the conventional narrative that is telling you that you shouldn't be looking for a different answer, you should just accept what it is, sit down, accept it, take your jib-jab and, and, and get back in the queue for your crumbs. Our birthright is so much more than this. And there hasn't been a more urgent time for us to recognise our birthright, birthrights and rec recognise our real nature and that it is a nature of ascension, not descension. We're not moving towards death as soon as we've stepped out of our womb, our mother's womb, sorry. We're moving towards life and we're moving into expansion and ascension and the profound beauty, pleasure and fulfilment of that is not an intangible woo-woo cloudy concept like a unicorn or a rainbow. It's your gift, it's your absolute unique gift that you've been gifted with that demands your attention on it, your awareness of it and your activation of it. Um, and even this seemingly sordid disaster that is going on in the world, all the sordid disasters that have been thrown at us through the TV set and the BBC and all the rest of it over the last century, all of the, all of the darkness that has been battering into our senses and into our consciousness and keeping us in our front lobe consciousness, completely detached from our full-bodied knowing and our full-bodied nature of expansive, beautiful, orgasmic, reflexed, infinite, tantric normality. There's never been a thinner veil between this and that, that and this. And it really is our duty to take that veil down. You know, we can't always rip other people's veils down but we can certainly tear a hole in a veil that is between us and our true nature it's the most natural thing in fact for if we reach out and just very gently move our hand move our will move our energy probe with our consciousness and our awareness and put our attention on truth it's just natural that that way that veil will will fall it will fall by itself it wants to fall it's a flimsy veil. It's a very clever sort of distorting of what's in front of you, but 
there's a, a profound um, difference between having that veil up and having it down. And we are the only ones who can do that. Yeah, a really super guru can come along every few thousand years and um, pull away the veil for a lot of people. But even even the best of the the good folks, <clears throat> they can't activate what's in you permanently. They can't pass it on down through the centuries. It has to be activated from us and through our will and our willingness. It has to be activated by us knowing the difference between being on very depleted energy and being vibrantly activated, vibrantly alive, vibrantly fulfilled and in this pleasureful breathing in and breathing out that we do every day. Our attachment to the pain and the suffering is, yeah, it has a purpose, it serves a purpose. It certainly helps us to understand the power we have to make ourselves suffer and strive. But that in itself should be a profound lesson in how, if we can do that, then we can also create anything. If we can create negatively, we can also create positively. So why would we be focused on creating negatively? Why would we be holding space with millions of other people all around the world, billions of other people for something to interfere with our very mind body spirit and entirely pervert the perfection of our profoundly magical immune system which is inseparable from the rest of our infinitely magical mind body and spirit um, it's an important question you know why why are we doing this possibly even more important than how do we stop doing it? <laughs> we need to know why we're doing it. You know, we all have a payoff from this. We all have a payoff for taking the jib jab. It might even be a financial payoff or a payoff of feeling like we're belonging, like we're going to be accepted, a payoff of having a perverted version of our rights with a small r in inverted commas given back to us by this authority that we have perversely given authority to again with a small a and inverted in inverted commas the authority of somebody else to take away our rights coerce us into having our immune system and our whole mind body intelligence completely interfered with completely distorted completely fucked over so that so that we can get our rights back eh our inalienable rights, but not actually our inalienable rights. We're just getting back a tiny little bit of crumbs of them. And if you're lucky, we'll, we'll interfere with your body even further just a couple of months down the road. And then you'll get another little set of crumbs. I mean, come on. If we've not figured this out by now. <laughs> no offence to anyone at all. But really, if we haven't figured this out by now, come on. It must be pretty getting more and more glaring by the moment. Anyway, these are my thoughts from my embodied feeling. These are, this is my sense of, of what needs to get called out. I can use stronger language than this and I will use stronger language than this. But like, where do we put our attention just now? Where do we, where do we put our energy? We put it into deepening our sentient understanding of what's going on in the, war, in the world. 
and not understanding, not standing under, but comprehension, like our deepest comprehension of what is going on in the world. And then from there, we'll be able to act accordingly. The right action, we can't tell each other what the right action is. The right action will depend absolutely on what is going on around you and where you are in the world, what political bodies are doing to interfere with people in the world, in your area, um, what local administration are enforcing, what kind of restrictions what your own relationship with medicine is and how you deconstruct that and begin again and look at your own natural vitality. Um, we all have a unique path that we've been imprinted with and we have a, although we have common themes of suppression and limitation, we, we have our own unique path to step backwards on to some degree to get to the point at which we got diverted from our health, the point at which we got diverted from our own will and our activated will the point at which we got convinced that authority was something outside of us and relationship with God was something outside of us and that we are, are not creative beings. These, these things happen to us in our conditioning. These things happen throughout our life, our education, our work life. And at this point, this is the reckoning. This is the great judgment of like, what are you going to figure it out? Or are you not going to figure it out? Are you going to keep going with this? Are you going to encourage others to get a jib-jab that's probably going to kill them? Or in the very least, it's going to grossly, grossly interfere with their ability to be immune to things on multiple levels. At the very best, it's going to grossly interfere with their ability to fight off the next infection they get. That's the least, the least. Um, yeah. There's so much to unravel and um, there's so much to unveil in all of this, but you really have to unveil it yourself. There's no point in me shoving the information down your throat or into your face. Um, just I guarantee that if you start unravel unraveling one aspect of it, if you start actually questioning, if you start actually not referring to mainstream manipulated medias or social media or crowd hysteria, if you actually go to people who are sane and looking at real science and um, sharing the truth with each other, if you actually ask questions, you will always find the answers. The answers, the answers will come naturally. They'll come through whatever medium is closest to you, whatever person is passing by, whatever person you reach out to, it will come to you. So, yeah, wake up the mystical creative power of the universe. Wake it up in you by asking for it and by using it Use the muscle of your infinite divine intelligence, your infinite connection with infinity, your connection with all things. You can use that like a, a kind of you at the centre of the web, feeling the vibration of what's going on. You can use it to figure out everything. Just sit there and listen, listen. Even listen to silence, listen to nature, listen to birds. Just sit and listen and the truth will come to you. Just don't delve into arguments, don't delve into confusion, don't get caught up in other people's drama and fear-based reactionary grasping for easy pills or easy jib-jabs. Just ask questions. 
Just ask the right question and wait for the answer to come to you. It absolutely will come to you, either by the, your own divine intelligence, from you being connected to your own core and to the whole divine universe, or it'll come through somebody literally putting an article in your newsfeed or an email arriving or a, le a newsletter you've signed up for. Yeah. Yeah, you'll find that there's a, a whole stream of uh, interconnected, symbiotic, harmonious intelligence unfolding itself that you too are an inseparable part of. And to, to get into the flow, you just have to put your attention on the flow. That's all. It's really, really simmer, simple. <laughs> really genuinely effortless. And it gets more and more effortless the more we're doing it. The only clunky thing might be recognising that the nature of the world that you've been looking at for the last decades might not be at all what it what it seems to be. So blessings on you, blessings on all around you, blessings on us as one, blessings on what is unfolding in terms of conscious expansion right now and blessings on your vitality, your health, your wellness. And the radiating, the radiating of that outwards to activate and feed and nourish all living things and all infinite intelligence that runs through all things. Um, all power and blessings to you. All power and blessings to you. Ciao.